episode 47 is inspired by the events of last week's episode of ATL. <laughs> this is a true story. To find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being polite. Start getting... <laughs> Yo, I want to say welcome and what up to everybody that's tuning in to episode 47 of The Real World. Um, Just like I mentioned in the kind of breakdown, uh, this week's episode is inspired by the events that happened in last week's episode of ATL. So if you haven't seen episode three of season two, I'm kind of going to spoil it. Um, You had a week, so it kind of is what it is. Uh, I was kind of inspired by this and some events in my own life. This weekend, as everybody's probably well aware, uh, it was St. Patrick's Day. I went to this cool event um, called Jameson and Ginger. Jameson was sponsoring a whole bunch of stuff all over town. I want to say they have a green bottle. I even want to say it's a drink that actual Irish people may drink. Don't quote me on that. But because of that, uh, I guess it was a great opportunity for them to give away their product and to try to get people hooked on it like it's Ciroc or something. So, um... There's this huge club in D.C. called Park at 14th. Nobody calls it Park at 14th, but for all intents and purposes, if you wanted to look it up, if you come into the D.C. area, that's what you're looking for. I went to Park because I thought, hey, I'm cool with the promoters. I like the group that actually promotes for this event. I'm going to check it out. I'm old, but eh, why not? Let me go hang out a little bit. So Jameson and Ginger's big thing was that they offer free Jameson and it's an open bar between, I believe, three and five o'clock. Now, with me being older, I'm less likely to care about the free drinks. I got a bar full of stuff in my house. I can afford to buy some drinks if I really want to. But who doesn't want to get something for free? Here's the part of the episode where I want everybody to pay attention. Free doesn't always really mean free. There's always a catch to it. You can't get anything for free. People always want something. Um, There was a line that was probably around the building uh, to get into the Jameson and Ginger event because, again, it was was free to get in. All you had to do was RSVP via your email or maybe your phone number or something. Or you could pay $20 to skip the line. Now, again, I know the guy that promotes for this group could have hit him up, but... I feel like that's not really what support is, so I try to spend money a little bit on stuff. So I actually did the thing, and maybe not the cool thing, but I bought the $20 ticket that allows you to just skip the line. Give the guy my ticket, scans my phone, walk in, boom, boom, everything's good. Instead of it just being an open bar, they give you two drink tickets. Each drink ticket buys you one drink of Jameson and your choice of a mixer. I also saw the owner of said club outside the club And I feel like he was specifically talking to me when he said this. Hey, make sure you tip uh, the bartenders and servers at least one dollar when you get a drink. Now, anybody that knows me knows that I'm not a cheap dude. I'm not saying that I'm rich. I'm not Will Smith. I'm not Diddy. I'm not Dre. I ain't Drake. I'm not making it rain with none of that. But what I can say is that I've never been a cheap tipper. Um... I tend to tip pretty well just because I realize 
a lot of these people are working specifically on tips. So if they don't get those, by the time they end up with the end of the night, they got to kind of divvy that up between other people anyway. They're not really making that much money. So I say all of that to say, I was kind of offended by my man telling me that. Like, yo, who are you to tell me that I should pay a dollar to tip something that I'm supposed to get for free? And it's only two of those. So that would mean that I would have to spend two dollars. But I digress. Uh, I got a bunch of money out of the ATM before I stepped in. Because again, when you deal with an open bar situation, you already know to do. Mostly if it's open bar and I want to get service, I tip you well to make sure you always see me. That's the major key. I'm going to repeat that for anybody that didn't listen. If you go to an event where there's an open bar, you always tip well because the bartender is much more likely to serve you in a timely fashion than somebody else because they're not tipping well. They remember these things. They'll remember your face. So long story short, I didn't even drink Jameson that day. I gave my tickets away, Um, but it had me thinking about what all of this really meant. So there's a line that was around the block. They could have let everybody in the line in. You know why they didn't? They wanted to give the illusion that the club was popping that day. This is part of the game that they play. So while, yes, we are sitting here thinking like, hey, I got into this thing for free. It's not really free. What you're really doing is you're they're paying you for promotion. The 30 minutes to 45 minutes that they're going to hold you in line is to show everyone else that might want to come in why it's worth it and why they should spend money. Not only that, they're then going to get your money at the bar because, of course, we all know that with any drink at a club, the markup is like 100 percent. I could buy a bottle of Ciroc for thirty dollars and that same bottle has what? Fifteen drinks in it, maybe. Like, I don't really know the, the ounces. Like, I've never been a bartender. But yo, they're getting their money's worth when they're charging you $12.99 per drink. So it's kind of funny when you look at all of this stuff. Um, I laughed at it. I had a really good time. Shout out to Mark Barnes out of the, uh, the club at the park. If he hears this, uh, I wasn't the cheap dude. I feel like you kind of singled me out. I had my little diamond earrings in. Um, I thought my 1.75 carats that are real would actually be enough clout for you not to look at me as the broke dude. And this is why this episode is literally reminding me of what happened in Atlanta last week. Uh, Earn finally got a big check. Earn has been broke on the show as long as you've known him. Now that he got some money in, he was tired of people treating him like he wasn't shit. So through his own adventures, I got the chance to remember some of my funny stories in the strip club and how I felt that they would try to finesse me out of my money. Now, I don't think that my story will be as funny as his because visually you get to see it and you get to see all of the stuff going on, but just trying to rock with me for a second. I'm gonna change my voice to try to mimic the bartender who was talking to me. Just stick with me for a sec. Step inside the club, me. Hey, can I get some ones? The bartender. Uh, I can't, Um, are you gonna leave? Me, huh? Leave? I just got here. I just want some ones. Bartender. Well, I want to make sure you're not going to leave and walk off with our money. Me. How is it your money if it's my money that I'm giving you to tip strippers with? Bartender. Well, we just want to make sure you don't walk off with the ones that you just got and go to another club because apparently people do that. Can I just get 200 ones, please? Okay, well, there's a 10% uh, tip on top of that. 
you're you're taking 10% for giving me two stacks of uh $100 and ones. They're already wrapped in bands. What work are you doing? Hey, that's just the thing. We take 10%. Fine. Now think about that for a second. First you didn't want to give me my money. When you gave me my money, you wanted to take some of my money. Third, I don't even know if the hundred stack that you were giving me actually had a hundred ones in it because let's be on all the way honest. Who the fuck is checking that shit? I'm not counting a hundred ones. I'm definitely not counting two hundred ones. I'm not even bowling like that. I thought two hundred dollars was an acceptable amount of money to spend in a strip club in a very short time period. If I'm gonna stay there for like an hour, hour and a half, and I throw two hundred bucks, hey, I feel like I'm doing something. I'm not listening to anything that Jay Z said on four four four. I'm spending my money in the strip club. I already have credit. Just saying. So, I personally felt earned in his struggle. This doesn't just extend to the strip club. This extends to every club. If you've ever had bottle service or bottle experiences at clubs, they all hit you with the same thing. Sometimes they want to charge you for the table, which is a fee. They charge you for the bottle, which is another fee. And then they hit you with the king. The 20% automatic gratuity on top of that for services that you are rarely not even going to get rendered. Let's rewind that. 20% for services that you are not going to get rendered. Why am I paying the bartender, or excuse me, the bottle girl to come and pour me one drink and I never see her again because I'm not the drug dealer in the club? It sounds like I'm complaining and I'm not. But at the end of the day, if I'm supposed to get what I pay for, what the fuck does my like, let's say I cop two bottles and there's a table minimum of like a thousand dollars. What is my 200 bucks going to? I'm literally getting nothing for that. One drink that you pour ain't worth $200. I don't care how cute you are. I don't care if this is Ace of Diamonds, King of Diamonds, uh, whatever club that you can name of that's popping off. This is why I say we always get put in these positions where people are trying to take the money that we hard earned and put it into their pocket. The American way is to finesse you out of the money that you've now got. Earn let this money blow a hole in his pocket because he felt that he didn't get respect and he really wanted to have somebody respect him for being the man. So he's willing to waste all of this money in search of something when he already has the pretty girlfriend, his friends are cool with him being broke and doing all of these things and for what? So moral of the story, keep your money in your pocket, man. Find cheaper ways to do something. Maybe white people do have it right. Maybe going to bars and just wearing J. Crew and playing things is really the way to go. We tend to waste money on all of these things in search of, you know, this status and this fame. And what's it really good for? At the end of the day, it doesn't do anything for any of us. It's just something for us to say that, hey, I was the man. Yeah, I got a table at Live one time. That used to be my claim to fame in terms of like my club going experiences. I loved Live. Finally got in. But you know what? When I rewind and I think about it, it cost me 800 bucks by myself. Me and my buddy basically split a $1,600 tab. We got three bottles of alcohol, six cold waters, and I believe six Red Bulls. Does that sound like something that's worth 1600 bucks to you? It was a great night. It wasn't $800 great. You know what I could have done with that? Probably could have copped like something else crazy that I'd still have to this day. So that was quickly my first segment. Um, Atlanta's currently my favorite show going on TV. I hope everybody watches it. 
if you happen to miss last week's episode and you listen to this, I warned you at the beginning that I was going to kind of talk about this. And we'll be right back after these messages. that the world is in danger i hate that my girl is a stranger i hate that i'm filled with this anger all this nonsense they bringing my name up all the gossip we hate to be famous hate that i made this i hate how they hate on me i hate how they put their weight on me can't wait on me i hate how my man changed on me god knock and put the blame on me yo that ain't on me hate being vocal makes you unlike hate being social means a device i don't need no advice it's funny how they quick forget that you nice i hate how they ain't gotta think when they write so that was hate by vado um one of the reasons that that song kind of spoke to me today and why i wanted to kind of play that after the break i feel like so many people now feel like the world is kind of boxing them in and that everybody kind of hates on them i think that and it's tough saying this right um i'm a person with a platform and I've spoken so often about how I don't want to tear people down anymore. Um, not to say that I was that person that did, but I certainly realized the power of your voice. And if you write with a pen, the power of the pen. So many people now feel like everyone is against them or so many people are against them because they don't feel supported or they don't feel like people are kind of on their side or people always take opposite sides to whatever their opinion is. And because of that, I think that this is one of the reasons why the world is sort of going nuts. I feel like every week I turn on my television and there's yet another school shooting. There's yet another something that's going on because people have all of these raw emotions that make them feel some kind of way. Um, It's just a little crazy. I personally feel like I don't have people to hate on me. I feel like everyone is entitled to their opinion. I don't have to like your opinion. I don't even have to love it or appreciate it, but you are entitled to your opinion. The same way that I'm entitled to prove that your opinion is dead wrong through any means necessary. Is that hating on me? I can't call it. Even if it's coming from a malicious place. So I like Vado. I hate people or no, I don't hate people. I hate hating on things for the sake of just doing it. I will always say that people are welcome to their opinions. My grandmother would, you know, famously say things to me that I hated. I didn't like half the stuff that she said to me, but there was generally some truth in the things that she said or the way that she presented them to me that I wasn't aware of looking at myself. So as a person, I want to start remembering that even when people are kind of beating you up, maybe there's something that you can take from it. If it's not motivation, if it's not a drive to prove them wrong, it's something that you could take to personally propel yourself to be better. I'm one of the most competitive people that I know. That doesn't mean I'm the best at anything or whatever it is that I say that I want to be. But I use that competitiveness as an edge if I'm doing something. So if you tell me I can't do it and I honestly believe that I can, that drive is what's going to push me to do it and be better at something.
So let's turn a lot of this negative energy that we've been feeding off of for so long and turn that positive. Like, I know I'm sounding mad preachy right now. Um, My voice isn't really probably anywhere close to how I normally sound. But I guess I wanted to just speak on something that was was kind of from the heart. I don't want to wake up next week and see another school shooter. I don't want to wake up next week and hear that, you know, the inevitable happened where somebody felt that the world was kind of caving in on them and they acted out in a way that's just horrific. I'm just trying to reach people in a different way. Um, I wanted to keep this episode light this week. Uh, as you can see, we're coming in well under like 30 minutes, what I normally do. I could talk and try to bore you, but I don't want to do that. Um, please like and subscribe. Share this with your friends if you like my message. If you think the positivity that I'm kicking this week is dope, share that too. Uh, I'll probably put a clip up this clip of this up on Instagram and all the other platforms that I use. Um, please make sure that you you subscribe, you leave comments. All of these things really help me grow the brand. Um, I appreciate each and every one of you. I think I say this every week. I could not do this without the people that constantly hit me up, give me encouragement, the random people that follow me, that send me messages. All of that shit matters. This is why I don't let quote unquote hate stop me. Every time that I think I can't do this or that I'm not reaching people or that it's not getting big enough. Every single time I've had somebody that doesn't know me for shit reach out to me and tell me like, yo, you're dope. I like what you're doing. Don't stop. If that's not a sign to keep doing what you're doing and to keep pushing forward, I don't know what is. So hopefully people can use this as that sign for them. Even if they don't believe in you. I'm not saying that I do because I don't know what you're doing, but you should believe in you. And I just hope that this gives you the motivation to kind of keep going. So uh, I want to say this is episode 47. Last week, I ended it saying it was 36 when it was 46. I wanted to get that right this week. I'm trying to get my numbers all together. Uh, I can't wait. Episode 50 is coming up. I don't know what I'm going to do that's going to be special for it. But just because I think it's a nice round number. Uh, This has been Darrell and I'll see you guys next week. Peace.